Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere go from social anxiety to social domination, with your host, Dr. Aziz. Hey, everybody, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today is awesome. This is part two of my interview with Jason Rogers where we're gonna be talking about how to be highly authentic and highly attractive. And if you didn't get to catch the first part of the interview, I highly recommend it, because he shares a lot of great stuff in there about what he's seen in the most confident and charismatic people on the planet, which are these superstars that he studied, including Russell Brand, George Clooney, other people he's broken down. What are they doing? How do they show up? Not just as a character on TV or in a movie, but in interviews, in extended interviews where you get to see how they relate, how they deal with spontaneous questions, how they challenge or don't in different situations. So he's really studied this as well as a ton of other stuff. You'll see as we dive further into the interview just how much he's read, how much he's studied. So a wealth of information, great conversation, and we're going to be getting more into boldness today in the interview and how to bring more of that into your life, what that actually means. And if you'd like to get all the information about the show, as well as the show notes and information about Jason, go to shrinkfortheshyguy.com, shrinkfortheshyguy.com. Also, in just a few days, we are starting the early bird special for tickets for my live event, which is in October of this year in Portland, Oregon, called The Ultimate Confidence Breakthrough. I'm super excited about that event. I think I even mentioned it in my conversation with Jason because, man, nothing gets us into action like being with a group of other people who are committed, who are also wanting to take action. So this is definitely something you're going to want to check out if dating and mastering your dating life, your relationships is important to you. And not just how to get a number or how to get laid or some sort of pickup artist thing. This is about how to unleash a level of masculine, powerful confidence in yourself that you're going to be able to walk over and start a conversation, not with a script or a pickup line, but just being you. And there's some great stories in the interview about how both Jason and I have learned how to do that and, and have had great success with that. And I think it's so refreshing. It's like, oh man, I can just be me, but bold you, confident you, the powerful you that comes out when you're not doubting yourself and criticizing yourself and shitting on yourself in your own head. That's the you that's the most attractive, and that's what the event is all about, activating and bringing out. So you know you have maximum value. You know you have something to offer. You know it's actually a benefit in someone's life to have you as a, as a boyfriend, as a date. And then you're also going to learn all of the ways, like what's your style? How do you start a conversation? How do you keep it going? How do you ask for numbers? How do you flirt? How do you escalate to physical contact, kissing, sex, as well as overcome the dating challenges. You know, do you want to date multiple people? How do you have conversations about sex? What if she gets upset about something? All of that stuff is what we do a deep dive in the weekend. I'm super excited about it. So if you want to know more about the early bird, where it's 50% off, uh, it's about a 10-day period that we're doing that, go to shrinkfortheshyguy.com and sign up for, on my list there. There's an ebook you get when you sign up as well. So sign up on the list there. You can also go to socialconfidencecenter.com and get on my list there. That's how you're going to get access to the early bird. If you're already on my list, 
stay tuned. Uh, we'll be sending out some emails very soon about that. So without further ado, let's get back into that interview with confidence expert, Jason Rogers. Expert interview. Those are all kind of slightly bold maneuvers because they're stepping outside of the norm. They're stepping outside of the expected. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about boldness. What have you seen in Russell Brand or any of the other people you've broken down? What What is boldness? What are they doing? How do they do it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I actually quickly want to talk about something that I'll bring it to Russell Brand. I went to a, he's a big guy in the, I'm sure you probably heard of him. His name is Brendan Burchard. I'm not sure how familiar the audience would be with the guy, Brendan Burchard. He's a motivational guy, inspirational guy, also a, a marketing fellow for us entrepreneurs. But one thing you see with Brendan Burchard when he has these seminars, I went to a live event and I'm always interested. You take these speakers and we'll talk about boldness and this actually ties right into boldness. You go to a Brendan Burchard event and he's in front of, you know, a thousand plus people and half of them have probably never really seen him before. You know, he, he has some clever ways to get people that I don't think are that familiar with his work in the door. But anyways, that's beside the point. But what you see with Brendan Burchard is instantly he has this assumed familiarity with you where he talks to you as if you have already known each other. And that's such a tough thing to do when you go talk to the girl or you meet somebody at the networking event is to kind of penetrate their world and your world and create this experience where you're just being, I use the word bold because it's how you would talk to your best friend. And so to to bring this into what you asked Dr. Z about boldness is what I see is that boldness is really just almost this unapologetic being you. Now, of course, you have to, to put in the disclaimer, look, man, if you're, if you're working directly under your boss and, you know, I, I can't think of a specific example off the fly, what would be something, I don't know, um, just something really bold like, hey, man, how, did you get laid this weekend? You know, Something like that might not work. You know, it could. And here's the thing. It could be the very thing that actually secures you in the job. It's bold. It's a risk. And so, it's, you know, it's, we've seen examples of both where the guy says, hey, you know, how did it go this weekend? Did you get lucky? And the boss is like, you're my number one guy, right-hand man, right? Or it's like you are absolutely over the line, you know, pack up your stuff, you roll. And, and that's kind of if you look at these people we look up to in life is so often we do respect the people who take risk. Most of the people who really hit it big in any industry, if you read their biographies, I'm a huge fan of biographies, and you see these patterns, is that they took massive risks. A guy like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was you know, a 20-year-old guy. He was trying to become Mr. Strongman, and he was actually in the Austrian military. And he snuck out of the military to go to these bodybuilding events. And he could have, I think, literally been kicked out of the country, and there were massive repercussions. It was a bold move. you know. So a lot of boldness isn't even what you say, but it's just kind of who you are, and it's it's, it's a trained skill that we, I think we all as men are, are wise to try to cultivate. But boldness, I think, is just kind of a way of living your life a little bit riskier than the average Joe. And yeah, while of course there's risks, I believe uh, it, it's worth it. You know, I love the Emerson quote, and then I'll, I'll get back to you, Dr. Z's. I can talk and talk all day. But I love the Emerson quote, always do the thing you're afraid to do. I try to replay that in my mind and just try to do something every day that I'm a little nervous to do. And I find that's a great way to cultivate a little bit more of this boldness that we so often kind of admire in these in these men that we see, that we look up to. Mm. I love it. We're gonna pause right here for just one moment, take a quick break, and then continue with our interview with Jason. Hey, it's Dr. Aziz here, and I'm sure by now you've heard about my Unstoppable Confidence Mastermind groups, where we take eight guys who are held back in some way, 
Maybe they're not having the relationship success that they want, the dating confidence, the ability to speak up and just own it at work or increase their sales. There's some level of self-doubt that's holding them back. And we help you just obliterate that. So you can move towards what you want in a truly unstoppable way. And the results have been phenomenal in seeing the people that go through this group. And here's why it's so powerful. Because you step up and you say, I'm gonna do this for six months. You also get around other people and that inspires you like nobody's business. It's not just you and you in your own head. You get support from each other. You get inspired, you get encouraged, you get challenged sometimes. And that's what helps you really break through to the next level. Then on top of that, not only are we talking regularly on the phone, so you can do it from anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, we also meet for two and a half days in person in Portland and have a really intensive experience. That's like diving deep into whatever's stopping you and then just shredding it so you can move forward faster than ever before. And as I said, the results have been phenomenal. It's been amazing to watch the guys grow so quickly. I've been shocked at how fast people can grow, especially with those weekend intensives. So if you really wanna jump on board with this, I would love to talk to you more about it. Go to socialconfidencecenter.com forward slash mastermind. That's socialconfidencecenter.com forward slash mastermind. And I mean, that is, um, that's something, well, you said a lot in there about, you said about cultivating this skill. That's really powerful. And when I, if you look up bold, um, like the dictionary definition of bold is showing an ability to take risks. Hmm. So that in itself, you said, you know, saying that making that joke with your boss is a risk. That's exactly right. That's what makes it bold is a willingness or an ability to take a risk. And so much of the time when our life is not the way we want it to be, it's probably related to a lack of willingness to take risks. And mm-hmm. our dating, you know, if your dating life is not where you want it to be, you're probably not taking risks to put yourself out there, start conversations, ask women out. If you, you are in a relationship, but it's kind of not that exciting, or you're losing it, or you're hard, it's probably a lack of risks, lack of risk of being vulnerable, direct, having a hard conversation. Mm. And then same thing in our work and our career. I mean, as you said, those people that are icons, every single one of them has a story of a crazy level of willingness to take risks. And that can be inspiring. And for some, that can be overwhelming. Like, oh my, oh God, that sounds so scary. I don't even know. But that's why I love what you said there about the skill of boldness. So do you really think that boldness is a skill? And if so, how do we develop it? Is the Emerson quote, how we develop it? What's your perspective? Sure. And this is merely a perspective, but I read something interesting and I forget if it was the Navajo Indians. It was an Indian tribe up near Wyoming in the Dakotas. And I forget uh, what the name of it was, but for lack of a better term, it was the Indians. And they trained courage, courage very similar to boldness. They actually trained the kids to cultivate boldness. To answer your question in short, absolutely I believe you can cultivate boldness. I've certainly seen this in my own life and it's much of what I do is to get guys exposure to start doing the thing they're afraid to do and that builds that confidence. But with the Indian example, they actually took three and four-year-old kids uh, before they even really knew what was up and they already had them doing these incredibly bold things. I think one example was they would bring them out on the hunts and have them get like really kind of close, closer than was probably safe to, to the men hunting 
animals if it was a boy, a young boy. Another thing they did is they – and this was up when it was cold in the winter. They made the kids jump into to freezing water and, and stay there for a while, which is you know naturally, especially when you're out in the woods – a potentially fatal event, you know, so they basically made the young kids experience risk and take risk and experience these, these heavy situations real early in life. And of course that helped the tribe thrive later on because now you have this 20 year old young buck who has a world of experience, which is, I think in this world with technology and everything is something that's becoming easier and easier to avoid. You know, you can use Tinder and swipe left and swipe right and you can, you know, send a message and we're losing some of that, I think, that you had to have in the past. So I think today is actually a cooler time than ever before to take those risks because I believe it's actually easier to stand out as a guy now than it was before because you don't have to take risks to survive and thrive today. Yeah. Uh, worries the past. Yeah. And I, and I love that. And I love that you were talking about, you mentioned earlier your, your own story. And I'm curious about something in the in the present about how you do that. But maybe before I ask the question about the present, just a short version, what, what is your story, you know, around this confidence, courage, boldness, where did you start? Where, what did you work through? Just so we get a context. Awesome. First of all, I have more to grow. I am always trying to, uh, to level up in this area of my life. I think it's really important. I certainly started from humble beginnings. I was, I, I love this story. I was 15 and my folks wanted to order some food for takeout and my mom threw me the phone and said, hey, place the order. Now I try to play it cool. You know, I'm 15 years old and you, you have a big, huge ego when you're 15. And so I'm trying to play it cool and I get the number and I dial. But in the inside, I'm freaking out, man. My heart is pounding out of my chest. I was just socially anxious about talking to a stranger. And so long story short, I pick up the phone. Lady answers and I make a fool of myself. I scream out, uh, I want a number 19. And she was like, um, hello, your name, who are you? What are you doing, you freak? You know, it was kind of what she was <laughs> subcommunicating. And, and I hung up the phone and I literally said, I can't do it and I ran upstairs, right? So I was really socially anxious growing up. Uh, I could go at length for this story, but the short of it is, is I was the prom reject and I realized, wow, I, I, my dating life sucks. I went through high school basically with um, a nice huge prom rejection where everyone saw me and laughed at me and that was quite awkward for me being 18. And so that was kind of the realization of, wow, I needed to understand this whole dating thing. And so, you know, and I had a public speaking fail in there too. I was the valedictorian of San Diego Canyon College and I choked in front of this big old audience of about a thousand people and really flubbed the speech, right? So then I went to UCLA and the short of it is I, uh, I talked to every girl on that campus, some of them multiple times. I talked to girls in the library, in the gym, on the way to class, after class, in the coffee shop, and everywhere in between, always at two in the afternoon with no liquor, where there was a lot of social judgment. And I just got myself to take all of these quote unquote risks, you know, risks just insofar as I was rejected hundreds of times. And with that, I got hundreds of numbers and my dating life finally was cool. So that was kind of the modality I initially used to, and it's really not that bold. I mean, think about compared to taking down a, a beast to survive for your family. What I mean, approaching a girl is nothing in comparison, which is why I say I, on the scheme of things, I'm really not that confident as a guy compared to what they were doing in the past. But that was my first mechanism for building more of that confidence in, in, um, in my life. That's, that's really fascinating because there, that, that's the last thing you just said is really interesting is like, Hey, and when you do put it in that perspective, 
you know, of like jumping into ice water in the mountains or uh, taking down an animal, those are a lot more serious threats. I wonder if a lack of serious threats then in a way makes us that boldness muscle has atrophied in a way. And so then, you know, approaching someone becomes this major threat or calling someone on the phone becomes a major danger to my totally life, my life really. And so I love that you face that and that you sounds like you did massive exposure and just to the point where, you, you know, it wasn't just about, well, let me do this just a little bit enough to get a date. It was like, I'm going to make a practice of this. Oh, yeah. There were stories. I mean, I went everywhere. I went to the point where it would be in the library. And, you know, at UCLA, it's a pretty academic school. I mean, you could drop a pen and people would hear it for 100 feet. And I would get myself eventually. And at this point, it wasn't scary, whereas a year before, approaching a girl was terrifying. And so this is just the idea of the power of repeated exposure. I would see a girl in the library and, you know, a sexy girl. And, and at this point, I was just all about this. And I, I couldn't focus on my studies until I went and talked to her. I just knew in the back of my mind, it was like, I should go talk to her. I should dog, as I call it. Dogging is kind of going and approaching a girl, right? And so I would go and talk to her and you could just feel, you know, most times people don't actually notice when we talk to girls. It's called the spotlight effect. But in the library, they do notice when you say, Hey, I had just had to say, you are absolutely stunning. My name is Jason. I would just feel like 50 heads turning. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the mental memory. 50 heads turning, just like watching you do this thing. And that would have freaked me out. And still to this day, actually, I don't approach women quite as much growing the business, doing these different things. I would be more nervous to do that now than I was then. But at that point in my life, I was so immersed in this approaching women that the, the repeated exposure got it to this point where it literally, the fear disappeared. And so I really believe in this, this idea of repeated exposure. And some of the research on, on the amygdala and, and uh, repeating you know, yourself to certain exposures are, are really confirming that indeed it, it deregulates the fear-based part of your brain, the amygdala, which has some really powerful effects for guys who are trying to get more confident in, in a specific area of their life. We're going to pause for just one more moment and then get back to the conclusion of the interview with confidence expert Jason Rogers. Hey, what's up, Jay Dwog? Sup, Wheezy? Nothing. Hey, man, check it out. I found this new program online called Text Your Way to Sex. Dude, it is awesome. No way, man. Does it work? Oh, yeah, man. I've gotten laid like... 400 times in the last month, yo. Damn. For real. Oh, man. AJ Duog, maybe this can help me. I got this girl that I met, and we talked, and she was totally into me. And then we were texting, and I texted her like four times in a row, and she didn't respond. Maybe you can tell me what to do to text her into sex. No doubt. Check it. I can look up exactly what to say after she doesn't respond after the fourth text. Here I go. Okay, here's what you say. You ready, Wizzy? Yeah. Hey, insert girl's name, comma. Okay. Hey, Tiffany, comma. All right. What do I say next, G-Dog? One of the hot babes that's into me at this club reminds me of you. 
You missed out. Period. You missed out. Damn. Send that shit, yo, and she will be texting you for sex in like three minutes, yo. Yeah. 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 There is a ton of stuff out there on the internet that will give you a false sense of certainty that you know exactly what to do in every situation and it's most of it is just garbage and it doesn't create good relationships it doesn't actually make women want you and it doesn't lead to a satisfying relationship with a girlfriend or maybe even someone you want to make your wife if you want to learn how to show up boldly confidently strongly assertively and actually attract women by being the most powerful man that you are and then know how to text or what to say coming from that place then I strongly suggest you check out my program 30 Days to Dating Mastery, which is going to teach you everything you need to know, not in some weird script form, but by tapping into your own masculine, confident power, and then step-by-step getting out into the world and doing missions and breaking through your own fears so you're no longer stuck and doubting yourself. To get started today, go to 30daystodatingmastery.com. That's 30 days to datingmastery.com and you can also sign up there for a free ebook that I'll send you which is called seven ways to start conversations with women anywhere anytime no weird pickup artist stuff just you being your most badass confident self absolutely and I love that uh, spotlight effect <laughs> and the funny thing is is if I was in the library and I heard a guy saying that or kind of got wind that was happening I'd watch too. I'd be like, what's totally. going on? Totally. This is high drama. This is better than a soap opera. Like, this is real life. What's going to happen next? And, you know, the assumption is that there's, it's all loaded with judgment. But actually, I think it's, it's often just, it's exciting. It's, we're curious. We're fascinated. And if someone is judging it, it's probably, I don't know, pushing one of their buttons. Probably if it's a man judging you, he's jealous uh, about your boldness and your ability to do that. But I remember that holding me back for, for a long time. I, I have a, it's funny how those moments where you challenge that and go into the spotlight kind of get burned into your memory. Uh, I remember I had a moment where it was, a st- I was similar to you. It was like, I'm going to do this. And so I would just like, I'm going to find opportunities and places to, to practice and, and, and during the day too, cause I didn't, I didn't want to drink or anything like that. So I remember I went to a Starbucks I don't think I even wanted anything at the Starbucks. I just was there to, you know, I saw a woman on working on her laptop, but there was people like she was in the couch area and there's like a person on either <laughs> side and there's a table and there's people. And I'm like, yeah. that is, that is the worst. Like there is no way to hide that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to talk to her and, and yet there's something in there around that Emerson quote, right? Like just do, and this is not his words, but, but do what scares you basically. Yeah. And when you really get that, that that builds something inside of you that that lasts forever, regardless of what she says or does, then there's this this willingness that emerges. And so I remember I walked right up to her and I looked at her and I said, um, hey, I wanted to uh, say something. She's like, uh? and I was like, you have the most beautiful, and I kind of paused dramatically. She looked at me, laptop that I've ever seen. <laughs> and then she laughed. And then I, you know, I asked her, what are you working on? Blah, blah, blah. And then, and I could feel the eyes on me, but it's okay. And you survived. I survived. 
and we're so much better off for it. You know, it's like going into the water and being fucking cold for 30 seconds or 60 seconds or whatever, but you survive and you're stronger for it. I love that story. I love what you, I thought you were going to say you're beautiful, the beautiful laptop. And that's that it's uh misdirection curveball. Yeah, I know it's a present moment. You know, that's that power of not, you know, guys look for pickup lines. I'm sure you've been asked, uh, what, what do I say? Like, what's the line? And I love saying, try to trust your gut and just feel it out in the present moment. There's no way you could have said that in the way you did if you thought ahead of time what I'm going to say. So super powerful there. Super powerful. I love that story. And uh, those are the stories you write. You remember those. And it's not so much the outcome. Like for both of our stories, we actually didn't even talk about like what came as a result. Because that's not really what it is. It's it, For me, it'll never be about um, you know, what happened afterwards. I mean, yeah, those are in the cool thing is, is good things do happen but without a doubt. Good things do happen, especially the repeated practice, but it's about who you kind of become. And that's why I, I love what we're talking about can do for people far beyond their dating lives, far beyond getting a number or anything like that. It's so much deeper. Yeah. And, and it's so much more empowering in my opinion. Well, absolutely. And I think, you know, the dating, it's sort of what, what is the the thing that we want most? And maybe at that time in your life, I know it was for me too. It's like, well, I want to, I want to feel more confident around people, but I also want to be able to date like, you know, college, man, I'm supposed to be experiencing something. And for me, I, I didn't get started until the very end of college with this stuff. So all of college had passed by and I was like, oh shit, this is not gonna, this is, this is not gonna happen on its own. So then it was the focus on women, but you're absolutely right because that muscle of boldness is what creates the success or the feeling of success in every area of our lives, our social lives, our relationships, and, and in career. And I've been studying and reaching out and talking with people and working with people a lot more about confidence in the business world and entrepreneurship. And I keep seeing the same stuff. I'm like, mm. it's the same things. It's boldness. It's willingness to take risks. It, it, <laughs> and it's just funny how we can apply that skill across the board to anything to create an extraordinary life. I love it, Dr. Z's. Now you, you're spot on. You, you're the expert, man. You know, and, and two great things I just want to share that are completely tied in that relate to what we're talking about. The first is the idea of the spotlight effect, uh, which we talked about. The spotlight effect is really cool. There's research on it. And what it basically, the spotlight effect is actually, they did studies on it, and I won't go through the studies. You can check it out. Just Google the spotlight effect. But they found that People actually pay way less attention to us than we think. See, like the, the story that, that Dr. Z's and I each told about, you know, for you in the coffee shop, Dr. Z's, and for me in the library, those were the unique situations where there's people right there so they do actually notice what we're up to. But I know from experience, most times people don't pay attention for more than three seconds. The spotlight effect actually shows that people aren't focusing on us and the spotlight we believe is on us is actually not there. Mm. super powerful um, and research to back it not just my opinion this isn't although my experiences have certainly validated it so a lot of times people don't really notice what we're up to nearly as much as we think we do and then the other thing that's really interesting and I'm sure um, you, you've talked to guys about this yourself Dr. Aziz is that our brains are still pretty much hardwired for for life in the prehistoric times out in the, the savannas of Africa um, Dr. Lieberman writes a really cool book, The Evolution, or what is it, Dr. Lieberman, um, oh, I forget, Evolution, something to do with evolution. But the short of it is, is our brains are still hardwired for the old school way of life where you're literally in a tribe of 100 people 
And if you approach the, the, the chief's daughter 50,000 years ago and you made a kind of a foolish move and you try to screw the chief's daughter, the chief's going to kill you or kick you out of the tribe. And then 50,000 years ago, now you're in the savannas of Africa and you're, you're fucked. You know, like you're dead. There's lions, there's tigers, there's bears. You're going to get eaten. And that's still a lot part of how our mind works, which is why I think we have this aversion as guys, especially to be bold, to take risks, to ask the girl out, social rejection, fear, all of these, these core things we all feel. I feel them. I feel them every day. Fear, anger, or not anger, um, fear of rejection, fear of criticism. And it's deeply hard-rooted into our brain because if you messed up back in the day, maybe you were toast. But mm -hmm. now – um, you know, the girl just, you know, you make kind of a social faux pas or kind of screw something up and, you know, maybe a couple of people laugh at you and you, you, you leave and, uh, and you're not getting kicked out of the tribe. You, you know, reload your chips. You can go again. So it's a real interesting idea of, of kind of why we have the fears we do. And, and I know you, you know a lot more about this probably than I do. I've just read the books on it, but it's interesting, man. And hopefully inspiring for guys listening to try to realize that and to take more action, knowing that the psychology of the fear is a little bit misguided given the 21st century we live in. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think you said really good stuff there. I don't even need to add anything to it because it's, it's spot on. And what I would love to ask you in, in the little bit of time we have remaining is sometimes, you know, we, you've done so much growth and progressed so much and you're helping people along that path now. And yet you said very early on, you know, I'm still doing this. I'm still growing. I'm still pushing. And I'm the same way. I'm like, this is not, there's not some end state where it's like, oh, great. Now I don't have a comfort zone. I don't ever have to push outside of it. Oh. <laughs> I just have coasted, you know, that, that'd be weird. I'd be dead. So how making this a way of life, you know, doing what scares you, going outside the comfort zone, what are some one or two things, ways that you are doing that in your life now? And I'll share as well, just so our listeners know, like this is a lifelong journey and we're all working on this together. Awesome. You know, I just try to find opportunities that, that I feel that nervousness and I always try to move towards them. And I'll be the first to admit, I don't always do it. I don't always do it. Now I do it more than I ever used to. I just do things that, that keep me on my toes. You know, I go to different networking events I've never been to before. Uh, just had I actually I was asked to do I, I go to Toastmasters I'm at a couple events there I like Toastmasters I think it's a powerful event for a lot of guys looking to build more confidence and there's always someone who drops out of a role so just yesterday I did a humorous role and you're supposed to go up and just make people laugh and I literally had five minutes to prep for it and I'm you know I had my experience public speaking where I can jokes and it went really terrible and I got crickets so in front of about a thousand people so that's a real fear that I've always kind of had is is um, actually tr going up with the expressed intent of making people laugh. So that was something I did just, uh, what was that Monday actually? This is Wednesday of recording. So that was two days ago. But in general, it's just trying to find something that pushes your comfort zone. And there's a million opportunities, man. <laughs> As we can see, I notice every day there's something that, that creates that little nervousness in me. And I try to do it as often as I can. And it's a muscle, I believe, a muscle that, uh, that you want to keep working out in the same way you go to the gym you know, once you go to the gym, it's a routine three or four days a week. I know I'm going to the gym. I know what I'm going to do. And uh, you get in that habit. And that's kind of what's cool is you almost make pushing your comfort zones the habit. And you kind of get that, that appreciation, I think, for, for the experience that you don't have when you start. How about you, Dr. Z's? Absolutely. Well, I love that. And I, and I think what, you're, what I'm hearing in there is that you have to look for it. You have to be looking for those opportunities. You know, find what, where's that feeling, that uh, feeling and then moving towards it 
instead of running away from it. I think the very first step is needing to look for it. Because if we're not looking for it, we mm. will, as you said, we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of years of programming in our nervous system that's going to guide us to avoid it and to not go there. And so it takes some of that conscious attention on to like, well, what, what would scare me here? And I think sometimes figuring out what we really want will also highlight what really scares us because the path to get what we really want often involves facing our fears. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing, looking for opportunities regularly. For me, it's interesting. It's, it's mostly in the business world now that I'm mm. facing fear. Um, the dating, it's interesting. So I have this dating event coming up in a couple of months and I've started some of the prep work for it. And I'm like, I got to get into, let me get into the water a little bit and get back to what it's like because I don't actively go out and approach attractive women at this point. I'll talk to women. I'll talk to attractive women sometimes too, but I'm not going out with the express purpose to practice that. And so just a couple days over this last weekend, I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing that again. If I'm in a supermarket or whatever and I see an attractive woman, just go have a conversation with her because I want to get myself back into that experience, uh, especially as I'm going into to teach people and help them break through that the places where I naturally and organically noticing a lot, as I said, is in the business world. And for me, it's just reaching, it's just exposing myself to more and more rejection, really. So it's rejection with more people, uh, reaching out to more people, um, interacting with uh, a larger and larger list of people and getting the occasional, I don't like you, you're an asshole, that kind of thing. And just like really exposing myself to that or going and interacting with people that I hold in high esteem, uh, mentors, teachers, people that I might think, oh, they're better than I am. Why would they talk to me? And I'm organizing a summit where I'm approaching the most inspiring and confident people in the world that some of them have like five gatekeepers and I'm pulling out mm -hmm. all the stops. I'm, some of them I have connections to, so I'm like working the way through the back door. Some of them I'm just like pounding the gate and getting rejected Love and it. it's just like, well, yeah, this is uncomfortable. This pushes my buttons. Let's do this because it's no different than approaching that woman. It's no different than speaking up or making those jokes. It's just about facing our fear. I love that, man. And you bring up a super powerful point that that I think is so important for everyone to to consider is it's awesome when you're pushing your comfort zones as you're talking about Dr. Z's with that end goal in mind. You know, for me, actually, too, I don't approach women as much as I used to. And a lot of what I'm doing, the same thing, you're just at a grander scale at this point, is uh, is reaching up, you know, reaching up to different people, being willing to get rejected. I'm writing in different, you know, trying to get into Ask Men right now. I've yet to been accepted to that. And, uh, and being willing to submit and to hear the yes, hear the no, reach out to different people in, in the space that are bigger. And for me right now, I'm trying to grow this brand, Peak Inc., and you're trying to grow your business. So that's kind of the area of focus. And then having that, that courage or that boldness and that willingness to hear the no is so powerful for helping you get what you're trying to get, man. Because if it's worth it, I know you know this and I know everyone listening knows anything worth having is, uh, is not going to come cheap, not going to come easy. If it were easy, everybody would have it. Super powerful. Mm. I love it, Dr. Z's. Absolutely. I feel like there's... I feel like there's so many different directions we could go. Um, I would love to go get, get even more, and but perhaps we'll have another conversation in the future. What is the best way for people to find out about you and your 
what you're up to, um, if they want to go deeper into watching your breakdowns, what, what do you got? How can people learn from you? I think you have a ton to offer. Thank you, Dr. Z. I appreciate that. Two places I would invite guys interested to check out. First is I'm on YouTube at youtube.com slash Jason Rogers Peak, P-E-A-K. There's a lot of cool breakdowns there. I do these video breakdowns that we referenced earlier that help guys socially and it'll help you out socially um, with different different points, you know, with women and, and networking and different things. So I would check that out. But what I also have that I actually just put together, really, really cool. We talked about two of those those traits, as I call them, these authentic superstar personality traits, these real core pillars that that I think as a man we all want to be cultivating. We talked about the lightheartedness and the boldness. Those were two of them. There's six, and I have that on my website at peakunderpressure.com, and I want to share those with, with more guys because I think for me, the more I become grounded in those six, all six of them, the more all aspects of my life improve. I'm more confident in my dating life, my social life, and I've been able to start getting more momentum with growing my business that I didn't have before having that awareness to those six. So that's at peakunderpressure.com. I would encourage guys, if they've liked this and they're interested, to go there, enter their email, and get those six traits sent to their inbox. Awesome. And we will have links below um, the show and the show notes at shrinkfortheshyguy.com. So if you're listening to this on your phone or whatever and you want to just be able to click a link, just go to shrinkfortheshyguy.com and uh, click on the, the show notes for this episode. Awesome. And um, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jason, and thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you, Dr. Z. It's a pleasure, man. This has been fun. This has been real fun. We got to do this again soon. That brings us to the end of today's episode, the end of the interview, at the beginning of action. Time for action. Your action step for today is to bring more boldness into your life. Notice what he's saying. Notice what I'm saying. Notice probably what you've heard in a lot of different places in your life, which is we got to find what scares us and we got to do it. There is no way around that. There is no pill. There is no magical herb. There's no patch. There's no sentence. There's no magic dust. There's nothing that's going to eliminate the need to face what you fear and to do what scares you. Of course, there are tools to overcome the fear, to get more on your own side, to stop beating yourself up. And there's a wealth of those in this podcast, in other programs that I have, in the things that Jason is teaching. But at the end of the day, guess what? We got to take action. So go out there today and do something that scares you. Or this week, do one thing that scares you. Look for that opportunity during the day and take that super small risk. Even if it's really small, that's great because that's something you're more likely to do. And then you can build momentum. So look for those risks, take them, and stay tuned. Get on my list to find out more about the Dating Confidence Weekend. I think it could really help transform your experience in your dating life. And man, that's what I really want for you because when I got the area of dating and relationships handled in my life and was able to create an amazing relationship with an amazing woman, that just feels good. <laughs> I mean, that's just that solves a lot of problems. Now, I know it doesn't solve all our problems. There's still other problems in life, but it just feels really good to have that handled. And I want that for you. And it's totally possible. And any 
bullshit story that you're telling yourself, like, I'm too short, or I don't have enough experience, or I'm awkward, or anything, man, I want to help you bust through that. I want to help you bust through that fast. And that's what the weekend can do. So stay tuned for, for that to find out about the early bird. And until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.